Tonight, President Zelensky of Ukraine and the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov in the same building for the first time since the war began. The bitter foes, though, refused to be in the same room at the same time as both address the UN Security Council, where even now, Russia remains a permanent member with veto power. And Zelensky says that this has made stopping the war, quote, impossible. Tonight, Fred Plykin is out front on the front lines in southern Ukraine. As Ukrainian artillery hits Russian troops, one of those scoping out Vladimir Putin's forces and directing the fire is not only a career soldier, but also a mom of three. Her call sign, Nizlamna, the unbreakable. I've seen so much at this stage that I can't be easily taken by surprise, she says, but of course there is a constant risk. Nizlamna has two daughters and a five-year-old son. She hasn't seen them since April. Is it tough, I ask? Of course, they get offended when I'm not there, when they need me as a parent, but they understand someone needs to do this work for our country, she says. And that work is often gruesome for those on the front lines here in the South. The 47th Mechanized Brigade gave us this video they say shows their troops coming under Russian fire even while collecting the bodies of their fallen comrades. Their U.S.-supplied Bradley fighting vehicles bearing the scars of relentless combat. This vehicle is really emblematic of just how tough the battle is down here in the south. You can see there's a lot of fire damage. Well, the Ukrainians say that's because this vehicle took hits from Russian artillery, 152-millimeter Russian artillery shells. And they say this is not an outlier. Most vehicles look like this. The troops say they are making headway, but often still get bogged down in Russian minefields and artillery barrages. Bradley driver nicknamed Revo recalls his toughest mission. The most scary situation was driving behind a demining vehicle while it was creating a pass for us, he says. We were coming under constant shelling. The rounds were landing a few meters away from us. Ukrainian forces remain badly outgunned as the country's president, Vladimir Zelensky, is in the U.S. pressing the Biden administration for more ammo. Nizlamna says she will fight on for the future of her children. I want them to live in a flourishing country, she says. I said many times that our job is small. We only have to win back our borders, but they will have to rebuild the whole country, and that is a much harder job. And Erin, her husband actually serves in the same brigade as an artillery gunner. And she says there's sometimes situations where she scopes out and spots targets that he then fires at. But what we've been hearing from her and other peoples on the southern front line is that they tell us they need more weapons and they definitely need more ammunition. They say that they have the motivation, they have the skills, but now it's the weapons and the ammo that they really need to move forward. All right, Fred, thank you very much from Zaporizhia tonight. And out front now, top Belarusian opposition leader Svetlana Tishinovskaya, who was the main opposition candidate to Belarus's strongman leader Alexander Lukashenko in the country's last election, an election the United States government has called fraudulent. Svetlana was sentenced in absentia to 15 years in prison. She is now in exile. And, and Svetlana, I'm very grateful to be with you in person. We, we've spoken many times before, always from halfway around the world. Um, and I know you are here now for the UN General Assembly. Um, and you made a plea today to the Security Council to address Russian tactical nuclear weapons being deployed inside Belarus. The Security Council met today. 
that topic did not come up. Why do you believe it is so important and how worried are you that they didn't talk about it? You know, I think that uh, undermining the Belarusian sovereignty and independence with the deployment of nuclear weapons, with deployment of uh, uh, military forces of different countries should be the topic during the UN Security Council because this organization is formed you know, to solve such crises like this. Uh, UN should, UN Security Council should declare clearly that, uh, you know, their attempts to undermine sovereignty will not be tolerated. But, you know, for three years of humanitarian disaster in Belarus, for uh, actually creeping occupation of our country by Russia, we haven't heard a word from uh, General Secretary about our country. It's uh, difficult to understand because, you know, the security of uh, uh, Belarus, uh, or, you know, spread on the security of the whole region. Without independent yes. free Belarus, there will be no security and peace in the whole region. Right. And of course, Belarus was a launching pad for the invasion. Could be again. Absolutely. Wagner troops, uh, yeah. we understand, even now are there. Um, there's been a report in Belarusian state media as well, Svetlana, that there are more children uh, coming from uh, annexed territory, Russian uh, annexed territory in Ukraine to Belarus. Um, and the First Lady of Ukraine has said there's 19,000 Ukrainian children who've been taken from their families and brought elsewhere, some to Belarus. Do you know anything about what is happening to these children? Uh, actually, we have all the proofs that, uh, uh, you know, administration of Lukashenko participated in this abduction of Ukrainian children to our territory and uh, uh, all these perpetrators have to be brought to accountability for this. We don't know for sure what's, what's happening with children uh, after they're brought. Some, I think, are sent to Russia, maybe some are left in Belarus, but of course it's uh, crimes and these crimes uh, has to be investigated. Absolutely. And, you know, as we sit here and speak, a former member of Lukashenko's security forces is on trial in Switzerland, yeah. on trial for uh, allegedly being part of a hit squad that shot in the back and killed three Belarusian opposition leaders. Yeah. Now, these leaders uh, predated you. They were before your time. Um, but you are currently, Svetlana, the leading Belarusian opposition leader. Your husband is in prison right now, uh, serving an 18-year term. You've got your husband with you. Yeah. Um, how much does it mean to you? I mean, to have him there as your... And I know you haven't been able to even speak to him, write to him in a long time. Yeah, actually, you know, he's uh, in prison for three years already. And the last half a year, I don't have possibility to know anything about him. Lawyer is not allowed to come. Uh, letters of my children are not delivered to their daddy. And it's, uh, it's done specially to my husband and other people in prisons to isolate them, you know, to make them think that the world, that Belarusians forgot about them, that our fight has stopped, but it's not true. People in Belarus continue to resist. Uh, yes, undergroundly in Belarus, because it's very difficult, you know, the price is too high, but, but people are yeah. working for this new wind of opportunity just to get rid of the regime. Mm. People who fled Belarus because of repressions, they also continue to fight. We're building structures, we're building institutions. We are, very, uh, we are institutionalizing our relationship with the, um, uh, with the international organizations. Like we are showing Belarusians another perspective. We, there is alternative to Ruski Mir. I guess right now you don't even know, you know nothing about because you haven't been able to speak to him, you don't know if he's safe, you don't know if he's in solitary, yeah. you don't know if he's healthy, you know nothing. 
I know nothing yeah, for, for half a year. If he's uh, alive, if he's in punishment cell, what is his health condition? Uh, you know, nothing at all. And this, uh, you know, I, I'm, sometimes I'm frustrated just not knowing what, what's, what's going on. And children, of course, asking why their daddy is not uh, uh, writing letters to them. And I don't know what to answer. Mm. Svetlana, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm very glad to see you.